Hello, and welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast. My name is Trisha Copeland. I'm an author and host of the show that aims to find and talk about amazing magical books, characters, and their creators. This is season one, episode 13. It's lucky 13, because today I'm hosting guest author Carlisle Leibachate. Carlisle is a multi-genre author published by CHBB Inspired Quill Publishing. Hi, Carlisle. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today. I'm really, really excited to see you again, even though it's not in person. It's kind of face-to-face. I've really missed that face of yours. Yes, I miss your face as well. For the guests that are listening, I'm recording this on Zoom, so I get to see the authors I'm interviewing. But you're just hearing their voices, but you'll be able to see their picture when I post the graphics. So that's fine. So Carlisle, tell us a little bit about you and your book. Well, the book I just released is A Be So Beautiful. Um, I just wrote it after I got um, baptized. So it was really emotional for me. Um, So in the beginning, I was in a very, I didn't want to write space. I couldn't write space. Um, One of the books I was busy editing, the editor threw the book back at me and said, I'm not doing this crap. Um, I've never seen you do this crap in your life. I'm not editing your book. So I kind of gave up. But when I just took this book and I just, for some reason, I needed to write it. And I said, here we go, Lord, take the book, do with it with you, please. It's for you. And it just, it just came out for me emotionally perfect. And I had, which I never do, is I had the beginning, the middle and the end. And I just put it together and the characters came and everything flew and everything just flowed. The mood was there. There was fun and there was a little bit of banter and there was a lot of seriousness and there was a lot of action scenes. So I kind of hit every mark that I wanted to hit in a book and kind of rounded it off. Usually I just kind of leave a lot of things in case I want to write another book. That sounds like so much fun. And I can definitely relate to the problem of kind of being stuck. I think last year was hard for a lot of people. And I don't know if it had to do with last year, but I know for me, like I get in these flows that it's just not working. And I do need a kick in the pants or I need something to get me unstuck from that place. Yes, yes, yes. And what type of book is A Beast of Beautiful? It is a dark fantasy. It takes place in a kingdom called Rurith. Um, It starts off with the prince being locked away in a tower. So you got kind of like a beauty and the beast kind of feeling there. Um, And then uh, the queen has died, but he's been blamed because he's not quite human. And his father then thinks he had murdered his mother because he's not human. So that is the setting. That is the beginning. And um, the kingdom then just gets very dark. And there's strange creatures that lurk around. And the enemies are closing in. And then you actually do need this prince to let out of the tower to save the kingdom from falling apart. 
Very cool. That sounds very unique. I don't know that I've read a story where the prince is locked in the tower. <laughs> and then there's this heroine that kind of goes and visits him in secret, which is quite cute. Oh, fun. And what is the name of the series? Um, I just called it a Be So Beautiful Geology because it's a two book. The second one is a Love So Lonely, which takes place way in the future. And um, I'm not going to, I want to, but I don't want to <laughs> tell you what happens. It's going to give everything away what happens in the ending of the second book. But it's new characters, but um, the prince does get reintroduced into the book. Well, we definitely don't want any spoilers because that would ruin the whole thing. So. Then nobody would read it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so tell me, how do you publish your book? I usually go through publishers. I'm not very good at the whole self-publishing thing. I've tried it and it's, it's really just not for me. I focus on my writing as much as I possibly can. I'm a very, very slow writer. So I do maybe a book, a book in a little bit in a, and a half in a year. So sometimes I'll release one book, the next year I'll release two, but I'm always working on two or three books at the same time. But the pace is very slow. Well, that's interesting. I have trouble working on more than one at a time because my mind, I can't jump around to different things. <laughs> so that means that you stick to your, your routine. I try Very to. Well. I do. I try to. Like I said, I've gotten a little bit off course, but I, I'm trying to get back to it. So and do we, you have a series out? I do. I have the Rome Chronicles is my newest series, which is a fairy princess oh. um, series. So I'm really excited about that one because I just released the first book and I'll be working on the second one this summer. That kind of suits you. It's funny because I never thought I would write about fairies. I started out in contemporary romance. And yes. Then, yeah. And then I moved to fantasy and I loved it. And I've kind of, I've also written dystopian and you've written like in a bunch of different genres as well. I too, started right? with science fiction dystopian, then moved to dystopian. And then I wrote, um, it was for a competition. I wrote a romantic suspense um, and that one did really well. And then there was the opportunity to do a box set and that was supernatural suspense and that did even better. Um, and then I wrote this one now that's um, dark fantasy. And I'm actually really loving the dark fantasy at the moment. And it's all I'm reading is a young adult fantasy at the moment. So is dark fantasy a young adult fantasy too? Is it young adult dark fantasy or is it just adult dark fantasy? Well, is YA really YA? <laughs> because everybody kind of reads it. <laughs> so it is, is it young adults. Okay. Yeah, it so starts off, the print starts off with a really young age, yes. Okay. And the and second so book, the new characters are also at about 19, 18, 19. But it's appropriate for like, why like 13 plus readers yes yes there's no i'm um, swearing there's no um there, there are hot scenes but they're not really um very crude so you do fade to black okay yeah i write that way as well so very comfortable <laughs> with that that genre 
for so now until like... we say Venti, then we'll bring out the hotness. <laughs> <laughs> and now I lost my train of thought. What was I thinking? <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. What were you thinking? Well, I'll just ask another question. So which publishing house do you publish through when you publish? Um, I publish at FICO Publishing, and now I'm publishing through Crushing Hearts Black Butterflies. Fun. And how do you, or how did they come to represent you? What was the path to getting? Um, I just, I felt like I didn't want all my eggs in one basket, that I needed to widen the web and reach new readers. And um, I have to say that I've really hit it with this book and with this publisher I've read it quite well um they've been very kind to me they've been very efficient very quick things have gone very smoothly um they their team works really really hard and I'm glad that they have such a wide big team um FICOR Publishing is a small team they do work hard but they can only do so much you know that's exciting so when you started looking for a publisher how did you do that just for well I actually started asking around um friends I like started asking what publishing houses are you guys um you know represented by and Cameo Renee is that how you spell it oh yes Cameo Renee yeah yes she said to me to try Crushing Hearts Back Butterflies and I sent them email and she said, send me a sample. And I sent a sample. And she said, we want you right away. And we're like, okay, sweet. Here's the contract. Let's do this. <laughs> That's very cool. That's I actually originally tried to do put mad with it. I got a lot of um, callbacks. But the one, it just, it just took too long for them to get back to me. And I just, I can't do too long. I need answers now. <laughs> I tend to be that way as well, maybe a little impatient for things to move along. And that's such a weird trait for an author because we all should have patience. Yes, in some things, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you love most about writing? I just love that I get carried away sometimes. I, just, I really get stuck. And I just, I imagine and I taste and I feel and I'm there, you know. And there's this one scene in The Love So Lonely that I'm writing now, which is this, the follow-up, where it's just, it's very quiet and she's doing something very, very, very sneakily. And she's like going in there and then all of a sudden she hears something and then the birds fly away and I'm like, oh, shit! <laughs> Okay, but I expected that to happen. Why, why am I screaming? <laughs> well, I got goosebumps when you were describing that. So you're good at describing things as well as writing them on paper, I guess. Oh, you're so kind. So tell me a little bit more about why you write and what it does for you. Um, I started writing so that it's, it just heals um, all the personal issues I had. So I wrote about, you know, peer pressure and, you know, teenagers feel lonely. And I think, you know, your parents and your 
go, you, you know, guidance counselors, you know, you can speak to them, but when you're a teenager, you don't really listen. So I find if you connect with characters that are going through the same thing in a book, um, you actually take it in. So if you're dealing with issues like rape and peer pressure and bullying and, you know, just self-doubt and everything, that you actually connect better that way and you emotionally heal yourself as I healed myself going through it, seeing it through someone else's eyes. I can definitely relate to that as a teenager in school. I read so much. I read all the time. What genres did you read when you were younger? I didn't. I was an athlete. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, we were... We grew up in the apartheid era, so all our books were very, very limited to what we were allowed to read about, and we didn't have very young adult books. Not that I can remember, but I do know that we had Secret of the Nymph, which was one of my favorite books, and then we had Child in Darkness. I don't know if you know that one. Um, it's about a boy who goes to a mine shaft and he one day just sits there and that's where he goes to be in his own world. Sits there in the tree and he drops his apple and this blue hand comes out and steals the apple. And then it turns out that when he goes in there, there's a whole village of people staying there and they all got this blue hue because they've been in the dark for so long. And I'm like, oh, I love sci-fi. <laughs> That sounds really cool. I have to look that book up. It is so old, but it is really so cool because it explains to you how they were there and why they are the way they are and how he makes friends with them. That sounds really neat. I read a lot of fantasy when I was younger and it was interesting. I was listening to a podcast that said that reading fantasy doesn't help people. They should read real like contemporary books to help them deal with these different issues. And I thought, that doesn't make sense at all. Like the, the people will say that reading fantasy would not help you deal with interacting with people. And I was like, I think it does help you deal because you can deal with issues in a safe space, like in a fantastical world where it's a little bit easier to deal with the issues and think about them. And then that would help you maybe process them in the real world. What do you, what is your take on that? I think it's exactly the same as if you were reading a nonfiction book, because you have the same emotions, the same motives, the same feelings, the same insecurities. Um, you're writing real characters and they come from a real place. So I think it, it's a little bit redundant. Right. That's what I was thinking, too. Well, I think they were talking about like a fantasy genre versus like a contemporary genre, you know, or genre where there weren't like yes. vampires and witches and things like that. I so. It definitely would be easier to kill your enemy than in real life <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or to clean the house. <laughs> well, yes, a witch can just snap her fingers and clean the house. Right. right. <laughs> We would all love to have those powers. Oh, yes, and clean the pool. So if you could be any fantasy character, what fantasy character would you be? 
I would be a tree fairy. A tree fairy, why? Because I would make more trees. Very cool. You know, fairies are very near and dear to my heart. So I hear this. Somebody but, told me. Right. Told just, me. <laughs> recently, I wrote that book and it kind of came in a strange way, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> but it's all book on its own. Right. Because I can't let my characters go. Like, I get so emotionally attached to them. I can't let them go. So I kind of brought some of my old characters from a series I had finished into this series. So Okay. Yeah. Do you do that? Yeah. Have you done crossover series? Do you, are you wearing any makeup right now? Oh, definitely, yes. Oh. Yes. It's very, no, it's I do not natural. look this way. No. <laughs> I have age spots and wrinkles and all you of that. You do not. <laughs> so anyway yeah so have you done that have you done cross series or brought other characters into other books mm, no but what I have done which many people don't know is that every book I write I add a title of a previous book into the book sometimes I write a few titles into one book Interesting. So do you have your characters reading that book or talking about that book? Is that how you sneak the titles in or how do you sneak them in? I would say like the one book's called Dead of Night, then I'd be like, and he walked out in the dead of night. <laughs> or the other book is called like Evanescent, means means like fleeting. So I'll say, and the feeling was evanescent when she walked away or something like that. That is a very cool little fun fact for your readers. It would be fun to do a contest where you say, can you find every title in, in all my books or something like that? That would be fun. Maybe I should write it in the next book, write all the titles in them. And they would have to go sort of on Oh, a, we just gave away the... On a hunt <laughs> for the titles, right? <laughs> okay, we'll do it in the next, next, or next, or maybe not the next. <laughs> So what are your favorite authors? Do you get inspiration from other books or movies or what? Um, recently, I've loved reading the um, Curse Breaker series by Bridget, I think it's Kramer. Um, and it's also royalty and prince. And what is fun is about that is um, it's also kind of a Beauty and the Beast. He's stuck in the castle with a curse. And um, his kingsman can go, has to go and find someone the prince can fall in love to to break the curse. So he travels through time to Washington and accidentally kidnaps the wrong girl. And this girl's like really, really difficult. But they end up falling in love and it turns out to be a cool story. And then the other story I really, really loved was um, The Bone Crier's Moon is the first one. And then The Bone Crier's Dawn, which is such a good mythology book I've never read before. So they have to sacrifice animals with a bone knife to get and wear their bones to get their powers. 
and they ferry the dead when it's a new moon into say hell or into heaven and one day the girl accidentally tries to kill the wrong guy and it wasn't the guy that was meant for her and trouble starts and it's just it's I love it I really loved it that sounds really fun. I'll have to look both of those up. I've just been reading some Siren series, which had a lot of Greek mythology in it as well. And I'd never read books with sirens before until, I guess, like last fall, I found this series. So I've read two series now with sirens, which is- Are you so loving it? I am. I'm loving it. The Greek mythology did get like to be a lot because there are a lot yes. of characters in there. Yes. So, and I-, I not really up on that so I had to go okay. do a little research and then come back and say okay I think <laughs> I got this now I love and, books like that or movies like that right but you some, and entertained at the same time right so but sometimes when you put them down if you put them down for too long you have to go back and figure out what was going on so <laughs> yes I can't hold everything in my brain so we were talking a little bit about writing and you said you go very slow. So do you make goals for yourself, like a certain word count or do you set nope. deadlines? No. Nice. I just write. I don't, I don't put pressure on myself anymore. I used to do that, but um, just to turn out not to be fun anymore. So I write when I can and I release when I can. And if you enjoy my books, then you'll read them. It sounds like they have a lot of heart with characters that I would love as well. And I think Thank we were you. talking about this before too, like just getting invested in your characters and loving them so much that you're just in their world with them. And I just, I, I love it so much just getting into their heads and what motivates them and what's the insecurities and how the ground feels beneath their feet and I guess since a young age, my parents actually thought that, <laughs> that I was a little bit special because I used to sit and just stare at the wall and just imagine like being somewhere else. <laughs> and I wouldn't play with the kids and they were like, there's something wrong with our child. <laughs> well, that was the writer in you all along then, right? Uh-huh. If only they knew. <laughs> Well, look at you now. How many books have you published? Uh, 14, actually. Great. That's it's so not a lot, but it's, it's enough. <laughs> I think it's a lot, right? And I think we met in 2015 in Nashville, Tennessee at Utopia. How long had you been writing at that point? Or how long have you been writing now? Uh, that was three years that I'd been writing and I had three books then. Okay. Yeah. That, that was so some of them are small stories. I think I have um, a few anthologies and then I think I have two small stories in between. Fun. Yeah, that was the first time, my first year that I published my book and it took me like 12 years to write my first book. <laughs> so, really? um, that was my first author event ever. So it was very cool that I met. And it was huge. And it was like mind blowing. And it was just, when you come home, you're like, what must I do with the rest of my life? 
Yeah, I was a little overwhelmed. I would go back to my hotel room and feel like I just needed to like cower in the corner. <laughs> there was so much going on. And so energy. There was right, so, so much energy people. and so much love. And you get so inspired by everyone. It's very cool. It is. And when you get back, you're busy doing so many things. You don't know where to grab. Right, because you get so many new ideas. Super fun. So what do you have? So you're writing this book, uh, A Love So Lonely, correct? That's correct. And are you writing some other books at the same time? I'm busy editing um, the second book to Dead of Night. Trying to remember the title and it's just blank. Um, Into the Night. Yes. That one's about three quarters. Um, that's the one that the editor said to me, just leave it. But as I went through it again, I was just thinking, you know what, it's not really that bad. I think the editor must have just been in a bad mood that day. <laughs> like a really bad mood. <laughs> and well, then there's is- a little a little short story. Um about a girl that uh, used to be a ballerina and then she had breast cancer and then she moves to New York just to you know because she was famous and she moves to New York just to get away from it all and um, it's contemporary romance going to be very short so I've got two chapters left on that one. Fun well tell us where we can find you in your book. Um, my website is Carlisle Labaskachni, how you pronounce it, L-A-B-U-S-C-H-A-G-N-E books.com. Um, or you can find me at Twitter is author Carlisle or um, on Facebook, Carlisle Labashain. I think the Twitter one's going to be the easiest one. (laughs) The Twitter is the easiest, but I'll have all your links in the post description so people can find them and find you. Thank you you so much. Or you can, I mean, you can always just, um, I think if you type in the broken destiny, um, that one's the most popular because I've had it the longest. You'll just catch all my links up there. Awesome. And I'm assuming you have platforms on Author Central for Amazon and Goodreads as well. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So much fun. Thank you so much for being here and talking to me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It has been great seeing you again. And hopefully soon we can all see and hug each other again. I look forward to that immensely. Me too. Thank you for having me. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Finding the Magic podcast. You can find Carlisle at carlislelabuchane.com and me at trishacopeland.com. I'm excited to be bringing you several more author guests in the coming weeks. But until then, happy reading and happy listening.